Welcome to the Gov Innovator Podcast. I'm Andy Feldman. Our topic today is promise programs, meaning place-based, tuition-free college policies designed to expand post-secondary attainment. We get insights about their design and impact from Dr. Elizabeth Bell from Florida State University. Here's a clip. Overall research across a lot of different promise programs show significant increases in college access. There are a lot more students going to college because of these programs um, at eligible institutions, basically where they can use their promise funds. Uh, And these effects are actually concentrated among black and Hispanic students, especially with these local community college programs. And this is really important for equity in thinking about the fact that black and Hispanic students have been historically underserved in the higher education sector. Tuition-free college policies have become a cornerstone of policymakers' efforts to expand college access, affordability, and degree attainment. The movement began at the local level with initiatives like the Kalamazoo Promise, but has since expanded to the state level with 21 states currently operating Promise programs. To learn more about these important policies and the evidence behind them, we're joined by someone who's examined them closely, Dr. Elizabeth Bell. She's an assistant professor at the Askew School of Public Administration and Policy at Florida State University and also serves as an academic affiliate at the Office of Evaluation Sciences within the federal government. Elizabeth, it's good to have you with us. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Andy. So Elizabeth, as a foundation for the rest of the conversation, remind us, please, how do Promise programs work? So I want you to imagine a scenario where philanthropists and government officials and citizens, they all want to band together and ultimately expand college access. So what they do, as opposed to doing a normal financial aid program at the state level that may apply to some students but exclude others, what they do is adopt a promise program. And promise programs are unique because they offer tuition-free college to all students graduating from high schools within, say, a city or a county or at the state level. And this really changes the conversation about who is worthy of going to college, who should go to college, and opens up the opportunity to a broader set of students. And of course, not every promise program is universal. Some of them have specific requirements, but most of the time, these promise programs are serving students to attend the local community college or even maybe even the local four-year school. That's really helpful, Elizabeth. And before we turn to the evidence, tell us about the different rationales of launching these programs. So a lot of communities are deciding to adopt promise policies because they want to contribute to college access and attainment, but they also want to spur economic growth in their local communities and avoid their best and brightest going to other cities or other states for their college education. And now across the nation, we have almost 350 programs at the city, state, or county level. Uh, So this is a very significant movement in the college access and affordability policymaking space. And I'm sure most of your listeners know that the nationwide program that was proposed by President Biden's team last year did not actually pass, but that doesn't mean the momentum isn't significant at the state and local level. For sure. And to remind our listeners, that was a proposed $45 billion for states to offer two years of free community college tuition to every student for the next five years, which was originally part of the Build Back Better proposal. 
Elizabeth, I want to ask you next about the evidence around the impact of these types of policies, drawing from your own research and that of others at a high level. What do we know? So I want to split the research on impact into two buckets. The first bucket being college access, because that's the first priority, right? But the second bucket is on college attainment. And that is really the longer term outcome that we care about. So overall research across a lot of different promise programs show significant increases in college access. There are a lot more students going to college because of these programs um, at eligible institutions, basically where they can use their promise funds. Uh, and these effects are actually concentrated among black and Hispanic students, especially with these local community college programs. And this is really important for equity in thinking about the fact that black and Hispanic students have been historically underserved in the higher education sector. So that's the positive result that is very consistent across different studies when it comes to the first bucket. There's also an unintended consequence, though, that it's important to highlight when it comes to promise policies. So some promise policies only allow students to attend a public two-year college, a public community college, right? And so in places like the Tennessee promise or the Oregon promise, early studies have shown that these programs have diversionary effects. And what I mean by that is basically students who would have attended a four-year college in the absence of the program instead are attending that two-year college. And these diversionary effects, they worry some scholars because generally two-year colleges, community colleges in particular, they have less per-pupil funding. And therefore, they can offer less support services that disadvantaged students may really need in order to make it to graduation. So as I understand it, Elizabeth, there's solid evidence about the positive impact of Promise programs on college access. We know less about the evidence on degree attainment. There's legitimate concern about this diversion effect, which could impact degree attainment. Your research has looked directly at these questions. Tell us what you found. Yeah, there's not a lot of studies on these longer term outcomes, because as you know, Andy, uh, these policies are very new. So it's hard to get data um, on these longer term college attainment outcomes. I was lucky enough to um, partner with Tulsa Community College and the lovely people there to study the Tulsa Achieves program, which was adopted in 2007. It was a pioneering local program that actually was the reason that folks in Knox County adopted their promise program, which ultimately turned into the statewide Tennessee promise program. So I find that Tulsa achieves increased four-year transfer and bachelor's degree attainment specifically for students like Native American students who have been historically underserved in higher education. And so this runs completely counter to that argument that these promise programs would suppress bachelor's degree attainment. Um, I do find some evidence that some students uh, that would have attended a four-year college instead chose to attend Tulsa Community College. But ultimately, I find that there's a large increase in the number of students that are ultimately making making it to a four-year college and graduating. And that's really important. It suggests that 
students are using this promise program as a tool to get, say, two years free and then transfer on to that four-year college. And I think it's really important to, in the future, get a lot more studies in different contexts, because this could be the result of Tulsa Achieves being a really well-designed program that has support for transfer students. Native American students, they have specific transfer scholarships from uh, Tulsa Community College to other four-year institutions. And so it could be that all of those different support systems are really helping students to transfer from the two-year college to the four-year college. So I think ultimately what we see are positive effects on enrollment. We do see some diversionary effects, but all the studies that have been done on completion also do show positive effects on bachelor's degree attainment, but there haven't been enough studies yet. So we really need more research in this area. That's really helpful. And I really appreciate that point about how much implementation factors are important when we think about the impact of programs. In this case, those transfer grants might be really important to the impact on degree attainment. So a final question for you. You've got some suggestions for designing promise programs that I think are really valuable. If you can share some of those with us. Yeah. So I think the first recommendation I would have is to make it simple and in this way, reduce administrative burden as much as possible. And the reason I'm saying this is there's a lot of research out there that shows the power of promise programs is the message. It's a simple message that anyone can go to college, right? And we will help you go to college. And once we increase the number of requirements, even though that may make it more fiscally sustainable from a very narrow cost perspective of just the program when not accounting for things like all of the staffing that it takes to verify all the additional requirements, it actually may be helpful for these programs to reduce administrative burden and make it as simple as possible. And the second thing that I would really highlight here is that even if you have a universal program, because frankly, those are going to be more politically popular and more politically sustainable, you can still do some targeting of things like non-financial support, like uh, additional childcare support, transportation support. Um, all of these things really matter for actually getting students to graduation, especially socioeconomically disadvantaged students. So again, even if you have a universal program, there are still ways to target support to those students who may need help the most. Two really practical suggestions to end on, aim for simplicity and do some creative targeting in terms of helping students. Dr. Elizabeth Bell from Florida State University. Elizabeth, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks so much, Andy. 